0: Welcome
1: to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Mike.
0: And I'm Connor. And we're here today and we're going to talk about... The image of God. Imago Dei. Pets. (laughs) And changing names. That may have been our best intro ever. You know, it's weird and we didn't even plan it. We just
1: like looked at each other and we both started talking. Tanner's just shaking his head at us. Uh, Tanner's
0: like, you know what? I know. It, understand.
1: It, 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 it is VBS week at Grace Orange, and there are currently about 200 kids running around all over the campus, and about 100 leaders, maybe plus, plus some, and it's, it was raining today. It was water day. Gloom on water day, but water day. God showed up for water day and watered the place, but the whole week is about the image of God. That's what we're doing in the teaching times. Uh, so we are jump in on the podcast to talk about the image of God and try to
0: maybe hit some important things mm-hmm. where that's colliding with things in society right now. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and just so you know, listeners, we sometimes have a little bit of a script. We It might be some scribbles on a piece of paper in front of me. I have my Bible open, usually, which I do now as well, but sometimes I have something planned out. We are no notes today whatsoever. None Not at all. Yeah. And uh, there is one scrap of paper that's uh, paper-clipped into my Bible right now that I'm going to be Doing a, uh, a kind of a, it's called takeaway time at the end of VBS today for the kids, and this really does hit like all ages. I really I think so, Connor. It's like the idea of the image of God in Imago Dei, and and how we deal with pets. And I know this is going to be a hot button. Some people are already like angry. You know, yeah, yeah, they're they're probably checking their uh, checking their uh, blood pressure right now, right? And uh, and so because we are talking dogs and cats today, and then we're going to talk about this current trend of people changing their names. Kind of Mm -hmm. willy-nilly, but with some aforethought. Yeah, okay,
1: Okay. let's wait into it. I feel like we're gonna end up just kinda having touch points with a lot of a lot of things that people are thinking about right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so just first, let's let's rewind to the beginning. We're talking Genesis one and two, God makes man as the unique creation to represent him as his image bearers to this created world. you are talking about dogs and cats with the kids later, Mike, just like uh, maybe give us a kind of high level, you know, opening here. What is the significance of humans as image bearers, distinct from the rest of the creation, distinct from animals? Um, you could get into how does that even think about, or how does that impact how we think about cats and dogs and all the rest. You can talk mm-hmm. about uh, what it means for our role as people. Yeah, just wherever you want to go with that. Okay.
0: Well, we've got to start in Genesis, obviously, Genesis 1. and Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, Mago day, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And, by the way, these are all correct use of pronouns. Okay, because I know that we're getting into that a little bit. Right? We weren't planning on that, but people are saying, you know, call me them and all that kind of stuff. Just to break this down. God created man in his own image, God's own image. The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, created mankind, man, in his, God's own image. And in the image of God, he, God, created him, mankind. And that, where it says him, encapsulates male and female. And in fact, is then explained in the next phrase, Male and female, he, God, created them. Them, meaning the aggregate male and female that God created in his image. And I know that sounds so elementary, but we do need to go to that rudimentary place and say, this is reality. So that when someone's redefining reality right in front of us and saying, you know, my preferred pronoun is this, that, or the other, or we change our names and do what what have you, it gets a little wacky, okay? And I don't want to laugh at people's faces and I don't want to be disrespectful, but I do want to call a spade a spade kind of like if the emperor has no clothes on. Yeah. Can we say something about yeah. it? Yeah. We should. So I think first and foremost, God created man in his own image. In fact, verse 26 says, Let us. God said, Let us. And that has been debated for <laughs> eons in terms of what that means and And theologians have have squabbled and and had scrappy fights over that that idea. But it just, it stands. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. There it is, mankind's dominion over the created order. This is why I can enjoy a good steak. This is why I could enjoy yesterday a... Rattlesnake and rabbit sausage sandwich, no lie.
1: You really did do that.
0: I really did (laughs) that, and I shared it with someone else. So I had the other half was a was crocodile. That's awesome. It was crocodile. It was it was wonderful. It was beautiful, and I and I thought to myself. In fact, later I'm going to tell the kids in VBS like, you know, there's a crocodile that's been pretend crocodile that's been. By the way, I have an alter ego. Speaking of changing names, I've been Crocodile Man this week. Croc Man. <laughs> and one of our other pastors has been Boomerang Boy. And we do the very end, the last five minutes. It's just capping off the day. And so today, I'm going to be riding in on a crocodile and saying, you know, I tamed it. But I told him, it's either this or the crock It's really good. Yes. And take a dominion. Kill yeah. and eat if necessary. It's... But the, the idea is, but we're made in God's likeness. We're made in the image of God. And there's the value of life created in God's image that is of higher value than life not created in God's image. You are more important than parsley, Connor. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and all the other plants. Right. And all the other and animals. And all the other animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, how, we, we really didn't talk about this before at all, so Mike, I'm curious about your answer on this one. How do you understand the image of God? Like, what is the significance of that? Does it? I know that's another thing that Christians have really talked about. Is it? Does it have to do with our capacity for thought? Does it have to do with our relational capacity? Does it have to do with something about our purpose of taking dominion? How do you? I don't know. How do you think about that?
0: Well, there's, there's, it's simply put. But going back to the idea of um, God created man in His image. What that means is that he created human beings and that he created us in his image and he created us male and female. So all those distinctives. And the idea of image of God uh, is the idea of um, thinking, emoting, willing. um, We have a soul that God has marked with his image. Uh, I, I I think of Psalm 139, which says that before there even was one day, God had ordained all the days of of my existence. Um, uh, the 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 phrase "God's image," I think, has been Could we say that it's been debated for millennia. I think so, right? And I think it isn't it isn't hard um, to to um, to dis- to discern. Yeah, and I know I'm taking a long time on this one, but Genesis does set the tone for it. That is the only place. We're going to go as we do. It. Genesis 1, 26 to twenty eight. We've got uh, really Genesis one one through eleven. I'm uh, Genesis one through eleven. Right. All the first things. Right. I think uh, you get into you get into Genesis five and you look at restating the generations of Adam and all that. So, um, look. I'll give you another one. Um, Genesis nine six. This might not be the place that everybody goes, but one who spills the blood of man. Through or by man, his blood will be spilled. For in God's image, yep. He yep. made them. And um, the Hebrew word uh, for image uh, it speaks of of the uh, of a reflection of God's glory, uh, the reflection of God's greatness. Um, you know, I, interestingly, it, it it goes all the way to marriage. <laughs> when you talk about marriage and how, you know, the mystery of marriage and how it's about Christ and the church, yeah. but the idea of God, um, he, he revealed his purposes as time went on. He revealed the purposes of marriage. It was going to be to to, uh, to show a picture of Christ's covenant with his people, his commitment to his church. Yeah, And, and so you go all the way there. It's, it's the idea of reflecting the glory of God the image and glory of God and not in a very not in a dim way because we're gonna I mean I was preaching on Sunday a, a verse that says that we're gonna we're gonna um, share in the glory of Christ. Yeah. And those are the mind blowing kind of things I think. Right. So totally. Uh, I'm gonna throw it back to you for a moment and then I'll say something else about the image of God in a moment. Yeah. But you'll throw it back to you for a moment.
1: Yeah I, I I'm just thinking as you're talking if, you know, especially in the way that Genesis puts it, it talks about the image of God, and then it immediately links that with purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to go and have dominion, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. And I've heard people talk about how, you know, when you were a king in the ancient Near East, you would be ruling, but you'd make statues of yourself all around your different territories, you know, and that would be a representation to all those people. Yeah. Even though you can't see him, per yeah. se you kind of can see him, you know, his image is all around this this land, and, mm-hmm. and it marks out the, the place of his rule. Yeah. And I think that's what, I think there's a aspect of that going on in Genesis. You know, God's saying, I'm making man in my image, and that has, obviously it has implications for our value. That's what Genesis 9, 6, right. that verse is absolutely saying that. Yeah. Don't, kill, don't uh, you know, lightly take the blood of, of man. And the reason for that is because he's made in God's image. He has a certain resemblance and likeness to the Creator. But it also has that purpose aspect of mankind actually being created as a vehicle for God to spread His glory, and specifically the glory of His rule, all around the world. Mm-hmm. That's, I think yeah. you can make a pretty good argument. That's actually the purpose of humanity that carries from the very beginning all the way to the end in Revelation, when we will rule with Him as we are remade into the image of the second Adam, Christ, and that's what First Corinthians 15 talks about. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: that the, the whole idea of the new creation in Christ, right? Because the image was marred so badly because right. of sin. So, right. so and, and and taking a step back to again, we, we're not going to find. <clears throat> this is where when you get into the image of God discussion, we sometimes start scratching our heads, and the reason why is you will not find um, an explicit definition of image of God in Scripture. Right? Okay, you will find a lot of descriptions of mankind. So the idea that God created human beings, can we know that? Okay, um, and 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 what's interesting is, think of the, think of this, the end of the Old Testament. As the Old Testament closes, you're you're going, okay, what's going to happen next? Okay, and then, then this period of almost like silence. Well, what's gonna, what we're going to find out very soon as you you get into the New Testament is God's purposes in creation would be completed in Christ. Right. That's the idea right. of what you're, we're pointing out. So that when we say that God created us in his image, um we have to talk about sin and say sin marred the image so badly that it is hardly recognizable. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it's not They're our body, yeah. present, not right. destroyed. And it's not our bodies. Okay, for example, let's say you, you're in you're in war and you get you step on a on a on uh, a a uh, landmine yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. 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 uh, land and and it blows you up, and, and you 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 look unrecognizable. That doesn't mar the image of God in you. So the image of God is not our bodies, and it's very easy for people to go, oh, image. I must be what I see, right? Right. So He created us in our image, in His image. Excuse me. The image is marred so badly because of sin, right? Yep. So we're doing the math here. Well, what does Jesus do? It, you know, what, the the marred image of God is literally like is literally crying out for God to complete His creative purposes, and that's what Jesus does in 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 restoring right. us right. in Christ, and it's the, that's why we're called a new creature right. in Christ. So the image is restored in what righteousness and holiness of yeah. the truth. Yep. And so the idea of male and female. Now that 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 again, puts us in the realm of there's the distinction, okay? Um, and I think what I would say is this, that it, our understanding of the image of God is critical to what our understanding of what it means to be human beings. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. That's why we get into pets and you're like dogs and cats and people act like they're they're real. I know I'm going to touch nerves here, but no, no. If you say, I know, oh, dogs are our man's best friend. Well, Leela, my dog, is not my best friend. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh she's just not. Um we hike a lot together, we spend a lot of time together, but you know, it's weird. She never talked back.
1: Yeah. She never never
0: said a word to me. No, No, really. She barks. (laughs) She barks. But but again, I'm gonna go back to Genesis one, 26 to 28. That's where you've got the foundational teaching of the image of God. That's where it begins. And it makes it clear we are not we're not animals. I mean, we're not like we're not a dog, we're not a cat, we're not a giraffe. And even though now in the in, the way we've devolved and where the image of God has been marked so so heinously is because people are saying the human life isn't worthwhile, but let's go save whales, let's go save seals, let's yeah. go save yep. you know um, little uh, snail darters, fish or whatever, and, yeah. and it's like I'm not you know I'm sorry, but that's just bizarre. Yeah, it's ludicrous, and and but we that's where we live Um, yeah and mankind you know uh, the Hebrew word for man is Adam yeah yeah right so
1: I have as you're talking again I I have a thought and I think it might bridge well into a question that I'll follow with but I'm just thinking for a believer today you know the image of God at the very least I think it it gives you two things that you can hold on to value and purpose Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like the different verses that we talked about speak to value and purpose and in the New Testament you have you have again the picking up of the value idea from Genesis 9 that you know don't kill people because they're made in God's image James talks about I think James 3 he talks about you know the tongue and he says you know with the tongue we bless God and we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. So he James kind of has this idea of, hey, the image of God communicates value. And so that can be an encouragement to any believer who's, you know, or uh, in their evaluation themselves, yeah. thinking, do I have value? Well, yes, you're made in the image of God and other people all have value as well. Even the right. people who seem most unlike us and who we most disagree with, they yes. have incredible value as image bearers. Right. And maybe for a believer, you're going, okay, I don't know how much... How much purpose I really feel in my life right now. Maybe I'm working a dead-end job, or I just, you know, for any number of reasons, maybe I don't feel like I have a lot of purpose. Mm -hmm. But when you're wrapped up in Christ, and you, you know, have His life working out through yours, you actually have incredible purpose, because in Christ you've been restored to have a role in pushing forward this initial purpose that was tied to being made in God's image, which is to spread God's glory around the world. And the way that we do that primarily right now is in the gospel and yes. bringing the gospel around the world and new people and building healthy churches and throwing ourselves into that so there's a lot more that can be said there but I, my, the question that i think that that bridges towards is you talked about people changing their names and obviously there's the you know a kind of the reality behind that in our society is a Kind of diluting of mankind as gendered, right? Mm-hmm. So that now gender is just a spectrum and right. you, you lose a lot and that. So I just, I'm, I think image can speak to that so helpfully because one, it says the person who is least like me, let, let's say someone who is uh, transgender and is, has, you know, kind of repudiated the gender of their birth and they and well, they would say they're finding their, you know, they're recognizing what gender they really have inside them or mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not exactly the right language but the image of God one says man I value you and I want to love you and show you honor because you're something yeah. made in God's image and the image of God says in those choices that you're making you're actually not approaching the best version of your life or you're, you're not really being free you're actually pushing farther away from what God's plans for your life were so I think value and purpose can have, kind of helpfully guide us in that but with that, do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. about what we lose when we lose the distinction of man and woman? And yes. How does all that work out in society right now?
0: What we lose you know, is going <laughs> to boomerang us right back, no pun intended for a sooner PBS <laughs> week. Um, boomerang us back you know, into the scriptures and diving deep into them because of this. What gets lost is, I hope I say this clearly, you know how we said your body isn't The proof that you're made in the image of God. Okay. So your body's not proof. um, What you bring, like you said, what you bring to the table, or, you know, like, let's just say, we always say everyone has intrinsic value as a human being. Right. So that if you're incapacitated in some way or another, you can't do this or that, that doesn't make you less of a human being made in God's image, even though we we do that. What, you know, we say that about people uh, wrongly. So what I'm going to say is this, is that um, your, your even your experience in life is not being made in the image of God. So when we twist the experience and say, well, now a man is a woman and a woman is a man, we're literally denying God's created order. Right. But what you lose, now hold on to your seats here. I hope I'm accurate here. You lose, okay, you lose a sense of, they. these things don't get lost you lose a sense of God's righteous attributes.
1: Hmm.
0: What I mean by that is, when we're made in the image of God, I think the best way we can define that is by, you know how he's talking about God's communicable attributes and his incommunicable attributes? There's certain things that he does not share with humans made in his image. There are certain attributes he does share with those made in his image, like love, mercy, grace, this is not the right way to put it, but self-awareness that you know, you know, uh, and, yeah. and 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 even a sense of justice. Yeah. A lizard. We, you know, this morning I, I was upstairs studying and Angela walks downstairs, she goes, Oh no. And I'm thinking, oh, oh, what what what's going on down there? She's like, You guys you gotta get you gotta get down here quick. There's and then she says, There's a lizard. And my wife is not a snowflake, okay, but she's like, There's a big lizard on the um on the couch downstairs. Whoa. And I remember thinking to there myself There you go. Yeah, and I remember thinking to myself, this is a stinking lizard, you know? So I walked down there and it, it was a big lizard. <laughs> it was like a snake. Really? It was a snake oh, lizard. lizard. And the funny thing is funny. I so I, I grab a shirt as I'm running downstairs I grab a shirt and I'm just gonna throw it over the lizard. And I'm thinking this lizard is gonna like beat me. are going it's it's gonna like scamper away really quick. I threw it over the lizard and the lizard didn't move and so That's I insane. grabbed yeah. his shirt and just you know, as a with a wriggling lizard in it, and I walked outside and then flicked it into the uh there you go into the planter. You're a hero. And it, I was a hero. And and the thing is, but but the funny thing is and it just kept sitting there. It was one of those sluggish, kind of gecko-y kind of lizards with weird no skin and it it was just weird, okay? But here's the deal. If we had walked downstairs and there was a baby sitting there, just Someone had like snuck into our house in the middle of the night and put a baby there. We wouldn't grab the baby and throw it out of it. You know it. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right there proves that lizards are not made in the image of God. I, I was like, it's a lizard. And by the way, if I accidentally killed it, guess what? I killed a lizard. Yeah. And I'm not going to feel bad about it all day long. Some of you are, you know, punching your computers. Right now, you're you're, you're 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 slapping the dashboard of your car as you're driving when you're hearing this. No, I'm not going to worry about having a, in in incidentally killing a lizard, because it's not made in the image of God. Okay, and the thing is, what we lose when we when we warp everything, are the attributes of God. We we ignore the attributes of God, and what that does is one take one more step, then you start ignoring the incommunicable attributes of God, all his all his sovereignty. And uh, providential care over everything, his omniscience, his omnipotence, his, his self existence, and all of that that he does not share with hmm. humanity. So I, I think we can still see his shared attributes in humanity today, though they're distorted by sin.
1: Yeah.
0: See, love. That's you right. See, mercy.
1: Even in kindness. even in the lives of people who who, don't who we would say they don't know Christ and they're far away from Christ, right. we still see this strong pattern of God Himself in in acts of love and service and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's there, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you're saying marred but not gone. Yeah. Um, which I just think is important because maybe some believers would just have a, I would say you know a tendency to want to almost bash the people they disagree with, and nothing could be. Less appropriate, you know, for a believer to do that.
0: Absolutely, and and here's the thing. Part of that is I think the idea that because sin marred the image of God. Sometimes we think, oh, uh, that means that mankind is no longer in the image of God. False. Right. Uh, I read Genesis nine six. Right. How about reading? Uh, let's go to James three. I think it's James three. I think it is eight and nine. 3. Yep. 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 No human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father and with it, we curse people who are made in the, in the likeness of God. Right. Same idea. Right. And The idea is that, yes, sin has had devastating effects on, on humanity but even after sin, mankind is still created in God's image and not only, think about it, not only, not only that, it is only and this is where, this is where the gate gets very narrow. And this is where everyone needs to really listen up. I need to listen up on this. It's only through Christ's substitutionary atonement for sin that the image of God can be remade.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, you can't do it by your good works or like, hey, I'm going to, you know, create this this utopia on right. the earth or I'm going to right. whatever. No, you can be forgiven, transformed, conformed to. Here it is to the image of, right, Christ. of Christ. So Romans uh, 8, 28 30 and right. other places where right. God is conforming us to his image.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's exactly the point of 2 Corinthians 3 that as we see Christ we're moving from one degree of glory to the next 318, yeah. until finally like you're preaching on Sunday, until we actually share in the glory of Christ when we're finally with him in glory, which is going to be an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole redeemed people is going to do
0: what we've always been designed to do as humans, which is yes. perfectly reflect the image of God. It's really cool to think it about. It is awesome. It's put on the new self, Colossians 3.10, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And it's like, this is what God is doing. It's interesting that I was just, my, my mind just jolted to the passage I'm preaching on Sunday. And we just did some videos on it. it was, It's uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.15 where it says, so then my brothers, which because you've been you beloved of God, you've been chosen to to be saved and to be sanctified by the Spirit as you hold to the truth and that you would share the glory of Christ. It says now you hold on, excuse me, you stand firm and hold on basically to the truth, to the promises of God. Well, only a human made in God's image can do that and being remade in God's image. It's it's another proof of, of regeneration. Yeah. That you can only hold on to the truth if you've been remade in the image of Christ. Right. Yeah.
1: I I um, I feel like this has all been helpful, and hopefully, if you're listening, it's been helpful to you. I think we're coming close to the end. I have just a final thought, Mike, and I'll, I'll pass it back to you, and you can kind of wrap with anything on your mind as well. But I was just going to say, you know, I'm thinking about the world and the direction it's going, and it seems very kind of reasonable to think that for believers— Believers in America, at least, just increasingly, you know, there, there's going to be a need to really understand how do we engage with people who are are made in the image of God, but have chosen, specifically with the question of gender, to reject what what God said, which is that He actually part of us bearing His image is being made man and female. That's just that's just coming, you know. Mm-hmm. And even you know, the most uh, recent Pixar film is is making big moves, you know, trying to portray a different version of, you know, gender, sexuality, marriage. It's, it's it's something is is changing in the water in society. So, it's crazy, I think. It's crazy for a believer to think, "Oh, this is just going to go away. We don't need to know how to deal with this." It's not true, you know. And I think that there's as believers and I, I as I'm saying this, I know I need to do a better job of this, but we need to we need to be I think, you know, trying to move towards deeper compassion and love towards that group of people, uh, really that group being all, almost all societies. This is becoming increasingly celebrated. Um, you know you, you know when you're watching a sports movie and it's the sport that maybe you grew up playing, you can just tell when the actors have no clue what they're doing. You know, I, I grew up playing soccer, and if I watch soccer movies, most of the time it's like, dude, this guy's never kicked a soccer ball in his life. You know, you can just tell. Um... I don't. I think we need to be careful that we don't wade in with our you know thin version of what the Bible says. You know, oh, God made Adam and you know Eve, not Adam and Steve, as if that was like some kind of trump card that's going to help people who are really you know deeply immersed in this web of ideas. It's mm-hmm. it's complicated, and I, and I think that believers just need to spend time reading their Bible, meditating on what God says, talking with other believers. Hey, how should we think about these things? How can we love people in our communities who don't see you know. Don't see these things in the way that God's Word uh, describes them to us. Mm-hmm. So obviously, people need the gospel, and the gospel is totally transformative when it hits somebody in the heart and the Holy Spirit opens their eyes. But I think we want to have wisdom in how we're approaching
0: these things too. So sorry for the monologue there. It was um, wonderful, very well said. How would you How would you how wrap would, up, Mike? Let me wrap it up this way. So what, bouncing off of what you just said, what it demands from us as believers is respect for all people. Yep. Honor, Mm -hmm. uh, put it however you want. Honor, respect, mutual, um, mutual uh, loving demeanor towards people, like not putting people in all these categories. And it's interesting that when we live that way and, and our heart gets set in that way, what you were talking about, a deeper compassion and love, I would finish that sentence by saying deeper compassion and love that sacrifices for the truth. Hmm. Not sacrifices truth for people but literally is willing to go to people and tell them truth in the most loving hmm. and relationally healthy ways. Because it's it's true like when we say something that's like a trump card all we're doing is playing to our base. Right. And we're, you can disenfranchise or actually um, dismiss uh, people that could have spoken with us or listened to to us. Right. And I think that's right. where Christians get a knock sometimes, where we're like, you were too worried about giving a good sound. That's right. Light. That's right. And you lost the, the, the conversation. The fear of
1: man with all your own kind of, you know, your own party needing to line up. As long as you do, you know, well, it, yeah. it's going to be okay, however,
0: anybody else might take it. But we're called to so much more as believers than that. And one more thought. I think uh, you asked a question earlier and I think I answered it, but I think in some ways I want to answer it more fully as we close. And I do realize too, we didn't mention or didn't get onto the topic of people changing their names and things like that. So oh, yeah. maybe, maybe we can hit that the next time. Yeah. If we, if we all remember. <laughs> okay. Um, listeners, please message us, email us, remind us. Okay. No, but let me finish with this. You mentioned what what do we lose when we go. Hey, a man isn't really a man. A woman isn't really a woman. And, you know, we're living in a time when we can't even define. People are afraid to actually say what a woman is. Right. Just this week, some politicians are are calling women menstruating individuals because hmm. they won't say a woman is a woman. And it's just really like startling. But what we lose is besides losing. An acknowledgement of the attributes of God that, by the way, are not changing, and are still and the, and the communicable attributes are still again as marred as the image of God can be in a human are still faintly recognizable even in maybe the worst case scenarios. I think what we the, the, what we lose are the doctrines of sin and salvation, because Jesus is, as Colossians puts it, uh, He is the and, and Hebrews one, He's the image of God. Jesus is the image of God. Mm -hmm. Why are we being conformed into the image of Christ? Because we're being remade in in the the image of God in us is being remade, and so Jesus Christ is the very image of God. And through Christ alone, we can be made right Mm. before God and conformed to the image of His Son, as we were originally created to be. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And at least in one sense, you're losing. You know, we love to
1: cover our sin. Or celebrate it, right? And so mm-hmm. all of this widespread, you know, this particular expression of sin is just being celebrated to the point that it's just like, you know, a trumpet blast all over. And I think people are losing losing this sense that maybe once upon a time would have actually, you know, been more present in people of, ah, maybe there's some guilt over what I'm doing right now. Is this really right? Mm-hmm. And that's gone away, I think, for a lot of people um, yeah. because of the messaging in society being so constant. Mm-hmm. So there's lots more that we could say about this and uh, opportunities to jump in for other podcasts.
0: If I if I can throw one last note in there, I don't think the guys will mind. Um, something I have been chewing on recently that I've had to remind myself is, as heavy as these issues are, and sometimes it feels like more of uh, a moral or a tangible, even a practical one than a spiritual one, I think it's important to remind ourselves that the, these people that struggle with this are still able to be saved and be regenerated. And I think I've noticed at least a trend in almost viewing or behaving and talking to, to them like they can't be. And we need to really correct ourselves and catch ourselves in that as believers and remembering that that these people can and, and do need to be saved as well, um, just as much as we do of any of our other sexual sin that we may or have been tempted with and struggled with. And I think that's something we need to keep at the forefront of our minds as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and to, to qualify that just a little bit, which I know you mean this, but the idea that um, Jesus seeks and saves the lost, and salvation is found only in Christ, only through the shed blood of Christ, not in remaking your life on your own into a moral, upstanding, you know, yeah. accepted individual. It's only by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. That said, once we come to Christ, like Jesus said to so many, go and sin no more. That we still right. battle indwelling right. sin in our life, at, you know, as Romans uh, paints that picture even. But we don't celebrate our sin, we don't condone our sin, we confess our sins. Right. And we don't condemn other people for our sins, but we know we are, as sinful people, but that can be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And every believer who knows they're saved knows they're struggling with their sin nature. You say, but there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, and I'm being conformed into the image of God in Christ. And that said, I want to keep walking in repentance and faith and confessing my sins, not celebrating them.
1: Right, absolutely. And there are so many stories of people who've come out of particular lifestyles mm-hmm. in, the, in the gay and LGBTQ community. Who would just say exactly that? Mm-hmm. I don't define myself in that way anymore. Right. That was a past life, but I'm new in Christ, and and I would just say, if there's any believer who has something in their heart that's clamoring, you know, in the in along the lines of, God didn't have nearly as much work to do with me as He did with that gay coworker that I'm with. Wow, that like you obviously have a wildly, you know, uh, twisted view of your own sinfulness. If you really think that there's so much, you know, that person is so much worse off than you were. We all were dead in sin. We all rebelled against the Lord, and it's only by grace that anybody comes to Christ. First Corinthians six: all these different sins, and Paul says, "Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were washed, mm-hmm. right? Sanctified, and, and you've given, been given new life in Christ." I think there's a lots, uh, lots more we could say, but we're going to call it there, Th- listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always enjoy, uh, we enjoy these chances to have conversations. We hope they're beneficial for you as well. I hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you next week on The Ordinary Church Podcast. God bless you.